Aloha, how's it? What's good, y'all? This is the Soul Brother coming to you on an Easter. Happy Easter, y'all. Love is always Sunday, April the 9th, straight up 1 p.m. Hawaiian Standard Time. Before I get started with this one, I want to send my condolences out uh, to the Leitch family. We have y'all in our hearts, our prayers. We love y'all. We're going to hold y'all down. Such a tragic loss of their daughter, friend. Many of us knew her. Sweet, sweet girl. Um, she fought, uh, or sorry, uh, she fought aggressive cancer that, that took her from us way too quick. But she's earned her wings and she's flying high above us all in no pain. And so we want to lift up her family and her. And um, so tough, so tough, especially to have that happen uh, right around Easter, just that's tough. Um, but I wanted to kind of talk about that in this podcast, Sunday special, New Beginnings. You know, um, I know I say it often on this podcast, and I don't know if you hear it or take it in, but life is precious. Life is not guaranteed. Life can change like the wind. So while you need to live, love and laugh in the moment, you know, you also gotta stand ready for what's to come. You always gotta be on your guard. And it's not fair that us humans have to go through that in the manner that we have to go through it as I kind of alluded in our last uh, podcast, you know, this thing that we call life is eerily, eerily, eerily similar to a, uh, a simulation of, of a sorts. Really doesn't make any sense as to why things happen in a way that they happen. And unfortunately, what we have to do when they happen is we have to take them for what they're worth, whether they're good, they're bad or indifferent. And we have to mold those and shape our life against and according to those for the simple fact that life goes on. We don't necessarily get to control the tempo. No matter what we think, we can't necessarily put our agenda into place and, and allow it uh, to come to fruition. That's just not how this thing works, y'all. We're all on borrowed time. And so while you are, you need to make the most of it and make sure that you keep your priorities front uh, first and foremost. Always keep God in your life. If you don't have him, find him. Find him. If you don't know how, reach out to me. I'll direct you. Make sure that you keep your family second because without God, right, and without your family, then number three, you couldn't do what you do. While we all are our own island and we all need to be self-reliant and self-sufficient, that's a given. The fuel for us is the love of our Heavenly Father and our loved ones. 
and on holidays like today, I don't really consider this a holiday where I got people up here talking about it's a three-day weekend and, and um, they probably going to go and do cookout or go kick back bottles. We, uh, we as a society have kind of forgotten what the true meaning of Easter and the resurrection of our Lord Jesus Christ really means. We seem to be aware of the worldly reason for it, but we don't really understand that spiritual, that spiritual purpose and, and you know, the importance of that, that spiritual food to help to energize and power, empower us in our lives to do what we need to do, not only just to maintain or make it through, but to live godly lives. We're all a work in progress. We all will fall short. That's why God sent his son to die for our sins. We're all gonna fall short, even yours truly. But what we have to do is we have to be steadfast and continue to, uh, to do those things that we know that we should be doing, right? No matter what the cost. As I say with my motto, soul full. Your soul needs to be full of love and compassion, warmth, wanting to always do the right thing. So real, keeping it that way. Never change up for nobody. And so ready, because you got to stay that way. Because no telling what's around that corner, friends. Just because we all have our little ruts and routines in life, it doesn't mean that that's what is supposed to be for us. There's, there's more for us out there. There's more that is wanted of for us from high above. Not just the earthly things that we see here. That's why I entitled this podcast, New Beginnings. Because it shouldn't just be for Easter that we talk about these things, which is when half or most of y'all go to church. And try for one day, for a few hours to try to be holy. That's not good enough. You should walk with God every day of your life. Because let me tell you, if you think he don't know, he knows. It's obvious he can see you. <laughs> you know, you want to try to only uh, pretend to be that uh, the part-time Christian or part-time uh, <laughs> a part-time uh, parishioner. That's generally why the priests always will make a call to action on Easter. And they'll tell you, you know, it's good to see you all here. It'd be nice to see you here every, every Sunday. And, you know, we feel bad uh, there for a minute. But then as soon as, as a final prayer, and whether you leave at that point or you go and you have a fellowship dinner, then we forget about it. Right? We're worried about the NBA. The a next sporting event or sitting back like with a cold one while we watch the boob tube. All right, that's that's really all that we're worried about. 
we have totally forgot where we come from. All of us. There's times I even fall right into that bucket. Not even going to front. Not even going to front for you. And it's more than just doing the right thing, but it's saying the right thing, right? You can't necessarily speak out the side of your neck every other day, but then on Easter, you try to be all holy. That, that don't. That, that don't work. Right? It's more, it's more than that. I mean, I don't nobody really care that you showed up. Like, uh, to church uh, today. Or that you're showing uh, through your actions today that you want to be here. No, let's see that every day. Let's see that same energy every day. That's what God looks for. He doesn't look for those little part-timers that don't show up. And if you don't go to church, it doesn't mean that, that you're bad at all. No, you can still have a good, solid relationship with God and not go to church. I'm not talking about you say that you're spiritual, but then you don't really study the word and do that. No. If you have a medical reason for not attending church in person because of COVID or whatever, you're not, you know, hey, that's an exception. Because the times now are different. But be that as it may, it still means that you show up every day. Now, do I show up every day? For the most part, yeah. But there's days where, yes, I cuss. I'm frustrated. There's days I don't handle things in the manner that I should. So don't think because I tell you all these things that I don't follow them myself. Oh, I hold myself to a very high standard. And everyone, and everybody uh, that knows me knows that. I'll never tell you something that I won't do myself. But it's deeper than that, y'all. It's deeper than that. We have to make this fundamental change and shift in our everyday in what we do and what we say, but even how we live. If we know that we can do better and we choose not to do better, that's room for improvement. That counts. New beginnings. You can start them whenever you want to. It all comes down to, do you have the drive? Do you have the want? Doesn't matter about the time, because time doesn't exist. Not, not where I'm from. Because at any point, what you know as time can be taken from you. So the here and now is what matters. There needs to be that same sense of urgency, like to wanna live right and do right as there is to go catch that game on Sundays. You should have that same type of urgency. Whereas you want to go shopping, you should always want to make sure that you give glory and honor to the man upstairs. Right? It's being consistent in your approach like to life, not inconsistent. Because inconsistency does not breed success. It breeds disruption, sometimes corruption, disorganization, misunderstanding. Versus if you have it 
all together. And what I mean by all together, I'm not saying that you're perfect because you're going to make mistakes always. There's not a perfect person on this earth. I don't care who you point me to or what you say. That person does not exist at all. Everybody breaks. And that's what's so cool, right, is that we're all on the same level, the same playing field, while others feel as though they're above you and put you up beneath them. Money won't necessarily get you in, into the pearly gates any quicker than poverty will. You can be the poorest of the poor, but have the biggest heart and have riches beyond measure. You can be the richest of the rich and have nothing but vainness. You have prestige, but how good is that? Because where you're going, prestige don't matter. You'll be stripped of all your titles that you have here on this lovely earth. And you will wear a robe like the rest of us and you will be judged. That's what keeps me humble, friends, is that right there. I don't necessarily try to be the best or try to tell you or others that I'm better than you because I'm not. If anything, you're probably better than me. Just because I get on on this microphone uh, here and there and I speak about something doesn't necessarily give me the authority over you or, or over anything or any domain that I'm all knowing or that I'm like all that. That's just not the way it rolls. My respect is earned through my actions, which a lot of y'all need to learn that that's the, that's how it is. It doesn't necessarily matter that you try to speak something into existence. That's cool. You can talk all you want to. But the proof in the pudding is basically when the rubber meets the road and we actually see some tangible action from all those words. That right there, friends, that's what matters. But a whole lot of y'all don't come that close. Why? Because you try to talk your way through life. You think that, you know, you can make all of your new beginnings and different things by talking them into existence and then catching up after the fact. You can live that way. You very well could. That's just not the kind of life I want to live. But you could live that way. You just won't make it that far. At some point, you're going to hit rock bottom. And you're going to have this empty void that's inside of you. Because you've tried to fill your life with so much more except for what's real. That eventually, like anything, G-I-G-O, as we say in the programming world, garbage in, garbage out. Living that fast life will get you living fast, all right, and that's it, and then it's over. But being able to sit back, reap, understand the goodness of God and what's given to you, the opportunity that's in front of you, friends. And I'm talking now a lot. Uh, you know, uh, to that younger generation that that doesn't really understand their moves right now. I think it was Shannon Sharp when he was talking about when John Morant had got caught like with that gun on Twitter, all that stuff. He was like, you know, this kid, he's got everything. But he's hustling backwards. And I thought, as simple as that was, it was super profound because if you like I think about it, right? We're all hustling. We're all doing the best that we can do. But we're just going about it the wrong way. 
instead of instead of uh, making sure that we have those building blocks in place, God number one. Compassion, understanding, peace, and patience, number two. And perseverance is number three. Having those in our life and using those as our motivation for our hustle will get you farther because you're humble. You understand that it doesn't matter what you ask God for or when you ask him, he will deliver when he's ready to. So for a lot of us that live in vain and then all of a sudden uh, we get the medical report or uh, we're in a bind or a pinch and we really need God's help, then we just want to act all holy and pray to him. But for what? That's being vain. That's being sinful, to be honest with you, because he could see right through you. Sometimes he throws you that bone. Why? Because when you least expect it, he throws you grace and mercy expecting, hoping that you'll come back to the flock and understand that this would have never been possible without me. But a lot of us continue just to look beyond that and we don't get it. We get lucky in our lives a couple few times and some grace shown and then all of a sudden we're at our most lowest or difficult point in our life and we call on God. But like the boy that cried wolf, because we call so many times, he don't answer. Or he does answer, but he gives you less than what you were expecting. Why is that? Because he's expecting you to step up. He'll throw you that bone, especially when you're young. He'll throw you that bone, hoping to see what you're made of. But as we evolve and we get older and we quote unquote mature, the expectation is that the more that he gave us up front, he paid in, basically. He paid in. He's expecting uh, to reap some of that back. But we don't look at it that way. We just look at it as, I got to get mine and that's it. So when you see all these uh, young kids and people that are hustling, y'all hustling backwards because y'all don't have the right things in place. Rather, if you put those right things in place, if you approach your hustle with positivity and goodness, wholesomeness, honesty, God recognizes that. He recognizes the struggle that you're walking through. He can see that you're bearing that cross and that it's hard for you to walk, but you're doing it anyway. Because he's been there for you. But you need to show him that you want to be there for him. Fight want to live so that you can give him back all the glory and the goodness when he's delivered you from whatever it is that you feel that you need to be delivered from he delivers back to you and shows you mercy and grace in situations and instances where mercy and grace wouldn't even happen i tell you i have been a recipient of a lot of that uh, y'all know my story i should have never have been able like to move here several times as I was able to. It's hard to move here uh, to Hawaii. It's hard. Because first and foremost, you know, they're not very fond of mainlanders that come here and, and like uh, to step on and ruin like the Aina or the land. So they don't really have respect. So you come here 
if you're able to even get here. That's why, that's one of the reasons why I absolutely love uh, life here because we take care of one another. And if there's a person that wants to bring an outsider in, the expectation is that they're going to come in and take care of the family too. A lot of people don't, they just don't understand that. So they come here, they crash, they burn, they go back. We call that island fever. I've been here 11 years. 11. There's a reason for that. Actually going on 12. There's a reason for that, friends. I used to walk in the same ways a lot of us do. Backwards. Crooked, only trying to get for mine as it, you know, only word about me, did for me only. And that caught up with me. It did. But I was humble about 12 years ago. In that first year, man, did God mold me. He closed up uh, my life at that point in time, living in Southern California. I wasn't all around, but I was just lost, distraught, mad because of what was what was done to me in the manner that it was done to me in. Wanted revenge. I did. I wanted pure revenge. I was willing to take down my kid's mother. I had so much vengeance in my heart like for what she did to me. It was selfish. It was it was mean. But God said that's not the way that you're going to live. I have plans for you, son. I remember I was actually down way at the tip, if y'all know, a lot of uh, my SoCal heads. At the time I was living right in between Newport Beach and Costa Mesa, over there off of Superior. And this one day, it was kind of, it was kind of like off and on rainy, real windy, but it was kind of in and out of being overcast and uh, partly cloudy. I used to spend a lot of time at that point in my life all by myself. So that particular day, right, it had been about three quarters of a year after uh, my daughters like were taken from me. And I'm still in SoCal and they're here in uh, uh, Hawaii. And I go down way to the, the end of Balboa kind of on the Newport uh, Peninsula, way at the bottom, kind of where, where the inlet is. So where where the inlet, it goes into to, uh, uh, Balboa Harbor off of the Pacific Ocean. And there's this jetty. If you don't know what that is, it's just like a collection of rocks. And they're basically all piled up as kind of a way. It's kind of like a, if you can think of it, it's like a rock wall but it's so pronounced, right? That it protrudes out the water, but it gives the boats kind of a point of reference. At the ends, there's lights so that uh, they can kind of see this is the entry into, into the harbor. So 
a bunch of, you know, uh, people would walk up along. So you go all the way down like uh, to the beach and then you walk on the short beach. And then after that, then you start on in, in on all the rocks. So I start walking, didn't really have any, any type of, um, I didn't have any type of intentions on walking all the way to the end. I had never really been to the end. I saw it, you know, um, uh, from the beach, but I was like, I'm, I'm not doing that. And it went out of ways. I mean, it went out of ways. It got to the point where literally on both sides of you at some point, there was no longer land. It was just pure water. It was deep. And my old behind don't know how to swim. <laughs> and those rocks are slippery. And they're very close to the water. So, to be honest, I didn't really care. I just walked. My heart was hurting heavy. I was missing my kids. And I walked all the way, all the way to the end. And I didn't even realize it. It took me about an hour. And I got there. And I was like, hmm. Many times before I had thought about what would it be like uh, to walk way to the end. And then when I got there, then it was like really uneventful. It was like, oh, this is it. It was kind of cool. At the end of it, you couldn't really tell from the from the shoreline, but there was kind of, it looked kind of like a pillbox, if you will. It was a big cement pillbox kind of at the end of the jetty that you can stand on. And people would go out there and they'd be out there fishing, you know, all that. And I just stood there and I just cried. One, because I really miss my kids. Two, because I was just so lost in life. And that was the first, that was the first kind of time and point. While I was already sad, that was kind of the first point that I just realized, man, my life's really in a different place right now. And you know how you get that weird feeling is kind of like an empty feeling that's kind of in your uh, gut and I got that feeling and I just kind of just was emotional and I just kind of lost it and the waves were hitting me and I remembered all the way walking over on those rocks to get like to the end it was windy like I said rainy but the rain wasn't really that much it was more the spray from the ocean and I remember that I got there, no lie. And it was almost like the clouds broke and the sun just shined. And I know this sounds like I'm trying to glorify it, but I'm not. This is real talk for y'all. Almost has me in tears because I'm, I'm just like sitting here reliving that moment. See, there are certain things that happened in my life and certain things that happened in your life that you remember vividly. And those are those major points where things just turn for you. That's what was going on, friends. You can say that it was God. You can say it, it was just happenstance that the clouds broke at that point. But that sun shined as if to kind of tell me where I, I had to go. Now, mind you, wasn't paying no attention to it. But when I was walking, when I was walking out, and stuff on that jetty. A thought that came to me that, you know, there's a reason why I'm doing this. And when I was halfway through, I was like, I gotta keep going. And it became evident because when I got to the end, 
and I stood there and the clouds broke. I thought up something that I saw on Google Maps. There was, and there was uh, the jetty that you could see. On one side is uh, the end of Balboa Beach. On the other side was kind of the, the Newport, it was the beginning of Newport Beach and Newport Coast of the side of the jetty. And there's like two jetties. There's one on on the Balboa side and then there's one on the Newport Coast side. So they're both like straight lines, like rocks. But if you look at it on a map, if you look at where they point, it, it just kind of hit me. I was just looking at it. They point here. And that particular day, you know, the seas, right? It was in between onshore and offflow. So it was so it was actually it was actually offflow, which basically means that the air was coming from the wind or, or uh, uh, the air was coming from the land out to sea. I didn't have any trouble getting all the way out there because the wind was at my back. And I found it very um, enlightening then and even now that I didn't care what it was taken to get to where I was going. I was determined and destined. Nothing was going to stop me. And while I was at the end of the jetty, because I'd never really been there, I thought it would be cool, kind of. But I kind of was just bored out of my mind. The more I got there, it kind of realized, you know, this is what God wants for my life, man. He's willing to be the wind at my back. He's willing uh, to be that sail as long as I don't look back. I'm telling you, friends. Real talk, it just hit me. Naturally, I just broke down. Because while there's a lot of brothers out there, a lot of brothers of all colors, I don't necessarily want to be there for their kids. I resent y'all, and I hope that you find yourself and be there for your future. There was, there is, there was, and will, and is never nothing that I wouldn't do for my kids. And God called me in that point. He was like, it's time, my son, for a new beginning. You cannot continue on this trek that you're, that you're continuing on. My worry was I couldn't find a job in Hawaii because it's hard. They don't necessarily like, at that point, they didn't like to do the phone interviews and trust people because a lot of people from mainland would come here, be here, and realize how hard it is and then leave. That's why a lot of us, we like to keep it local here. Local always, because we know uh, local people don't run. So I knew that as I turned back around and walked my way back to the coast and the beach, the wind was at me. It was treacherous. Those slippery rocks, that wind, Sometimes the gusts, the sprays that coming off the ocean, it made it hard. 
all the fishermen that are out there, they're just out there, they're just fishing. They're used to it. They're good where they're at in life. They don't need to go anywhere. That's, you know, and there's nothing wrong with that. But for me, that's not where I was supposed to be at. I kept walking, going into the wind, remembering where I was just at and what God showed me. And when I walked all the way back, it took half the time it took me to walk out than it did to walk back. And it had already been three quarters of a year, y'all, since my kids left. Do you know in that last quarter, when I made the conscious decision that I was ready for a new beginning in my life, I was ready to put back all of the earthly stuff that uh, those things uh, that I thought were, were very important and necessary. While while a, a job is, is unnecessary, because you got to have a job uh, to provide like for your family. At that point, I had a really good paying job, six figures, working as a programmer, right? But because I was there and my kids were elsewhere, the money goes fast. Money don't mean nothing. It goes quick. And so at the end of all the money and all the bills and and sending money like uh, for the kids and, and all that, I had nothing left. Sometimes I was negative. We still had a lot of bills from when we lived in Kansas. All that was put in my lap. My ex was irresponsible and dumped it all on me and just ran. So I had a lot against me. But do you want to know somehow, some way, just like I made it back on those rocks, slippery, very dangerous because you could fall into to a, a boho, a, a crevasse at any point. You can probably cut your leg up really bad or sever it or worse. And the shoes that I had on had grip, but they weren't that great. But I made it back unscathed, wet, of course, <laughs> motivated. Like, let's do this damn thing. Went back home. In my little one room, everything in one room, the bedroom, the dining room, the living room, the kitchen, all one thing. Started plotting and planning. Don't ask me how, friends. It was as if I had a bunch of resources at my disposal because I didn't have that many, if any at all. Things just started happening over the course of that next three months. I'm telling you. That first, what, the first eight, eight, nine months, uneventful. Just felt like a drag. Why? Because I wasn't focused. I wasn't ready. I wasn't, I wasn't quite mature in at the point that I was ready to like sacrifice. While I love God, God had got me really far up until that point. When things were good, I was running with God. But when things got hard, that first nine months, I was I was actually mad at him. And he chose not to help me. But in a matter of 24 hours, oh, how so much changes when you change your state of mind, when you change your focus, when you change your demeanor. And it's not enough to just say it. That's not enough, friends. It's not enough to just say it. But, but I actually started living it. 
got myself back involved with what I needed to get back involved with when it came to God and the Word. I kept a positive focus on things, not negative. Do you know, God not only provided for me at and after that point, but He continues to provide for me in ways that I just can't even fathom that He would. So that's why even in the midst of all of my struggles right now with my health and trying to figure this stuff out, I have faith. I'm not shaken. And a lot of y'all should try to do the same thing. It's not good enough to just talk about wanting to make a change or trying to talk to your friends or just try to put on for people on Facebook or wherever that uh, this is what you're going to be doing. No, it's one thing to put on, but it's another thing to actually step up and put yourself through that. There's a difference between when people can see that you're just talking game, but you're actually playing in it. You know what I'm saying? There's a big difference. And that's where 12 years ago, maybe 12 years ago this November, that's where God started leading my path on my new beginning. The rest of y'all know the story. I came here with three suitcases, a backpack, and an iPhone. That ain't no joke. I had enough money to put down for an apartment and first month's rent and to get me groceries for two weeks, and that was it, y'all. I sold my truck. I bought a truck for my buddy Bill. What up, y'all? He put me on. He got me a really nice... It was a used truck, but it was really nice. With all... Um, it was like a Ford, uh, a Ford Sport track, right? It was really nice. I took good care of it, you know, always did. And God said, sell that thing. You don't need it. I said, yes, sir. I ain't question him. I ain't doubt him. I said, yes, sir. I took it down. I think it was to uh, the CarMax over there on a, uh, on Harbor in the 435 in Costa Mesa. Walked in. And the guy at that point, he was like, yeah, yeah, we can do you right here, but he was like, and you took good care of it? Because I always take care of everything that I have. I take good care of it. Right? He didn't give me what I bought it for. Which was in like the low 20s. Okay. Uh, he didn't give that to me because, I mean, look, it was, it was, it was used. It was like used lightly. If, I forgot if it was an older person or something, but they only had it for like less than a year or something like that. But it was in great condition. Hardly no wear, no tear. I sold that for close to 11, 12 grand. So you're saying, dang, really? 50% mark. And I had had that truck for several years now, y'all. There's no way in the world that I should have got that much for it at all. Don't get me wrong. I mean, it was in good shape, but it didn't matter. That was God setting me up for a new beginning. I took that money. I stuffed that away. 
right? Because I was like, I'm not going to have enough. I said, I'm going to do this anyway. Have my plan. But not only did God see my first month's rent insert and a security deposit and groceries, but he quadrupled it. See, friends, when God's talking to you and uh, you listen to him, he's going to tell you like to do some things that you probably don't want to do. I get it. But do them. There's a reason for it. If you think you're in a good spot now, God asking you to sacrifice is him trying to level you up to be in an even better place. And it may not happen overnight in a year, maybe even 11 years. But oh, when the time comes, it comes and it comes big time. It does. And right now, there's a lot of things that are cooking in my career, in my personal life, in my home life. God's taking care of me. He's brought me places that I never thought I would even be. I have had the the pleasure of running into a lot of good people with the same thought and the same love like for God. I run into people that don't. And every last one of them came into uh, my life for a reason. Right? While many of them were only here for a season. Some that remain are here for a good reason. Because God wants me to, he wants me to put me in and around good people. Not the people that was associated in and around me. This is not a slight on anybody who I know. Not at all. This is a slight more on people, on, on people who I've met uh, since I've been out here. What I thought I needed when God would say, no, you don't need that. I would be upset. But I'm like, okay. I would step away. And he would bring what I needed. Always on time. Always. Without fail. Without fail, friends. Without fail. The point that I'm driving at here, friends, is that it's time for... It's time for a, a new beginning. And a new beginning does start with you speaking it into existence. I wholeheartedly agree with that. The ethereal, if you will. You speak it into the heavens and to God. And then you let it go. You don't worry about it. You don't stress about it. You just let it go. God will send you instruction and you work towards those things. Don't ignore them. He may ask you to sacrifice. Sacrifice you shall. Don't be reluctant. I traveled a path many men wouldn't travel to be near their kids. A lot of men, I even had some people who were no longer friends that told me maybe it's not worth it. And I said to them, well, maybe you're not worth it. Don't you ever tell a man what is and what is not worth, especially when it comes to his kids? That's a wrong move. A wrong move. So don't get me wrong. With all of this goodness, there's come a lot of adversity, a lot of sacrifice, a lot of change. I've lost a lot of friends from it. I've gained some solid ones, but I've lost a lot of people, even family. And that's okay. It doesn't really matter. 
while I love my family, certain segments and and certain aspects of them, they can't necessarily get down with what I've said today. They don't understand they ain't, or they just ain't been there. So if you haven't walked in my shoes, you shouldn't judge. In addition, like to family, is is also friends. I mean, and at no point, at no point, did I ever complain about it or give up. I wanted to, <laughs> but I trusted in God. Because as I was on that jetty, when I walked all the way out there, I realized life is bigger than me, man. This whole existence, this whole realm, this whole why is bigger than me. There's a reason for it. Maybe this is some kind of earth school or something where I need to be taught some lessons. Because in my past life or my past soul or souls, maybe I did something wrong that I hurt somebody or I did something that I shouldn't have done. I mean, something. But for some reason, why it happened like to me, I don't know. And other people who can uh, relate to this. You understand what I'm saying. There's these things that happen to you. It's like, this shouldn't be happening like to me. Like, if you look at everybody else and the things that they go through, they don't go through stuff like this. But why do I got to go through stuff like this? You're special, friends. There's a reason why God is entrusting you and more. He's pushing you harder. Don't doubt it. Just go with it. And from the most highest hater that I've ever had down to the person who loves me the most in between that whole spectrum right there nothing nothing's changed with me except for who and what remains in my life and that was a personal choice and a lot of y'all won't understand this message. It'll probably go over your head. Pause. Rewind and play it back. Keep listening to it. And understand. It took gall to be here. It took struggle to be here. It took confidence. It took trust. Not only trust in God, but trust in myself to be patient. That's what it takes, friends, for new beginnings, is trust in yourself to be patient. You're undertaking something different than you've ever done before. Don't beat yourself up. Lift yourself up. Ask God for understanding, peace, and perseverance in your walk. Your walk could be like mine. It might be one year struggle, 11 years of building and counting. It could all happen in one day for you. It might not happen at all for decades. I feel, the, I, I mean, I honestly truly feel the reason why that happens is because you're either vested in God or you're not. And at some point, he knows that. And he does these things to try to bring you closer, to try to bring you back to the flock. So question is, are you going to go back to the flock or are you going to stay rogue? Because for the longest, I thought I had to be nomad. I literally was ready at a minute's notice to up and move. It, it should, 
it's how life can be here sometimes. It is what it is. But I did it, not just for my uh, daughters. Yeah, I wanted to be near them, and I have been. Because no one's going to take them from me. I don't care who you are, what you are, what you think you are. No one will ever take my kids from me, period. That's just how that goes. No need to discuss nothing. Nobody. But it was also God actually giving me the strength and the patience to learn who I needed to become. And friends, that's the biggest, that's the biggest lesson out of this. For a new beginning, you have to want to evolve. You have to want to grow. You have to want to change. If you're not willing and ready to do that, to take on the sacrifice that it takes to do that, then you're not going anywhere. No matter how bad you want it, no matter how many times you pray on your knees and you cry to God, don't matter. God is not interested in the theatrics. He's interested in seeing who's actually going to step up and show me that they want to be different. Just try it out, friends. Get yourself into a good Bible-based church and you tell me what happens. I was in and around people that kept the word first and foremost. They pushed and they guided me. I've always loved God. But even but even as a, a Catholic that was baptized, I was lost in my own faith for the simple fact that there were many that was leading the faith that were lost in the faith. So I followed them as a lost sheep. Because I thought that was how I uh, had to go. And, and I thought that, you know, well, that's how I have to move and act. No, you don't move according to other people. You move according to yourself. You let God come through you with his grace and goodness and put into your heart the wind that he will gently blow to push you along in life. That's the way this game works, friends. So no matter what you want to call this a simulation or whatever, that's fine. Never has failed that whenever I have been in a situation or quandary or bind, praying to God and then just letting it go and trusting in myself to look for his goodness when he sends it my way and to act on that has never let me down, 12 years and counting. I wished to God, being 44 years old, that at that point in my life, I was 32, I wish that I had done this more in my younger years. I probably would have been at a different place and level, but that's the beauty of it, is that God doesn't want you nowhere else but where you're at right now. So wherever you are right now, there's a reason, friends, and you need to figure out why. Stop complaining about why. Figure out why you're there. Make the best out of it, as they say. You take those lemons and make lemonade. Make the best out of your situation. Be humble. Be humble for where you are and what you have. Because there's many people that don't have half of what you got, not even, a, not, even, not even a titch, and you sitting here complaining. I'm gonna keep it real always. You have more, you are more than abundant. Give when you have little so that you can receive much from him. By him, I mean God. On this Easter day, friends, I invite you, if you don't, walk with him. Walk with the Lord. Walk with God. Find a way. Don't make it an excuse anymore. You want a new beginning? Put it out there. 
not just in the universe, not to your friends, your family, no, put it out there to him that you want better for yourself. And then let him guide your steps. I want to send this out to all my homies out there. I want to send this out like to all my friends. I see y'all. Y'all grinding. And y'all hustling. Don't be like Ja. Don't hustle backwards. Keep hustling the right way, man. Many people are going to call you lame and worse. Let them. Because the only lame ones is them. The only ones backward hustling are the people that are hustling without God. Because at some point, they always wind up begging him for mercy. Isn't that ironic? So who's hustling backwards, y'all? Don't go back to the life that you used to know. Go to a life that you want to know. You want to know who you are. You want to know more about. Push yourself to go above and beyond where you normally would stop, go beyond that. Get into a good support group. There's going to be days where you're going to fall short. That's what God's there for. He already knows. He, he knew that you were going to do this. So you fell short. Okay. Acknowledge it. Make a plan not to repeat it. Pray about it. Let it go. Move forward. That's how I got here. I had demons back then, and y'all know some of them, but I overcame those because God trusted in me for me to trust in myself. And that, friends, that is how you can have. A new beginning. Happy Easter. One love to all. As always, y'all, this is the soul brother. Aloha, how's it? What's good, y'all? This is your brother from another mother. It is the Soul Brother. I just wanted to say that I appreciate your love and your support. Soul Brother is not just a blog. It's not just a podcast. It's my purpose. It's my life's mission. Getting out there, spreading the good word and being real, always being real and staying so full in the process. So I appreciate y'all. Please spread the word. Soul Brother, S-O-U-L. B-R-A-D-D-A dot com. One love as always.